So um, they go to this discotheque, which is the rock club, whatever they are, where they meet Jay, because as I was saying, Jay is always hovering around where no good is happening. And he invites Marco and the boys to the poker game with the people he works with at the mechanics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to which Marco goes and he wins a whole buttload of money. He wins a bunch of money from them by bluffing. They didn't know his tell. So he bluffed his way into winning a whole bunch of loonies. What are you doing? So many loonies. Yeah. I'm going to wait till you uh, finish texting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Caught. Red handed. Mm-hmm. Do you even know what I was talking about? Ellie. No! Not at all! <laughs> I was not even close! Not even fucking close! I was already at the poker game with Marco winning the money at the poker game. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Dave uh, Brian Austin Green. Remember me, Brian Austin oh, Green? Oh, yeah. Bag. They could call me if they wanted to. That could be a nickname for me because my initials are B-A-G. That stands for bag. Did they Did they call Brian Austin Green fans mm. baguettes? Oh. <laughs> You're on to something. If- I'm on to something, but I don't think that I did it fast enough. I bet you someone else has already come up with that. Baguettes. That would be great mm-hmm. because I don't know, mm-hmm. because that's a thing. It's a kind of bread. A baguette. Yeah, it's, a, it's a troop of female identifying people who love Brian Austin Green. They're definitely a troop. Go. Yeah. Because the Etz sounds like the Rockettes to me. So the Rockettes, the baguettes. They might do kick lines. I'm not sure. Yeah, that is gendering the um the the fan the fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had this conversation about dudes and dudettes recently. Yes, said, yes, yeah. We don't say dudette, we just say dude. So maybe they're just the bags. Yeah, but then that's boring. That's not as yeah. much fun as a baguette. Top baguette, Jan from Oyster Bay. I love Brian Austin Green, <laughs> former husband of the great uh, Megan Fox, whom I love. A good oh, deal. Yes. Well, I love her because she was my ex-wife. So I'm mm-hmm. Brian Austin Green. I mean, yes, because you are Brian Austin Green. Yeah, I um did not watch a whole lot of Beverly Hills 90210 because I'm a little bit young for it. But I got to watch it when I had babysitters over. Mm-hmm. That in Melrose Place. That was fun babysitting watching. Melrose Place. Both of those shows were very big for me. Yeah. Particularly. Well, not particularly. They both were very big, but I was very into Melrose. <gasps> when that when what's her name took her hair off and every, everyone thought she was dead what a time Marsha Cross the hell was her character's mm-hmm. name I can't remember Dr. Michael Mancini's wife I believe mm-hmm. and then I love Dr. Mike and then Sydney do you remember mm-hmm. Sid, Sydney Laura yes. Layton Laura Layton she mm-hmm. was great she was part of the, my family my extended family, because as I myself, Brian Austin Green, the the Melrose Gang and the Models Inc. Gang, they were part of my family. Oh, Models Inc. Yes, <laughs> all of the old uh, uh, spelling yes. shows. You remember those? What a time! Yeah, Brian Austin Green stayed pretty hunky though. 
I would I would say through mm-hmm. even his like downward. Not that there was a. I don't. I don't really know what became of him. I know he was married. To, were they married? Him and Megan Fox. I believe so. I I, I don't know for a fact. It's a good Megan question. Fox is the best. I think we've talked. Good about question Fox for the broomheads and the dope monkeys because we're too lazy to look it up on Wikipedia today. I'm, well, they're definitely not <laughs> together anymore because Megan Fox is with. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly is her. That's boyfriend. a name. You don't know Machine Gun Kelly. You are. Mm-mm. You are out. Of, you are out of step with the hip kids of the world. Uh, Apparently, Rachel. who is who is Machine Gun Kelly? He's a very famous uh, pop singer. He was a he was a rapper, mm. and he mm-hmm. had a hit song uh, with Camila Cabello from Mm -hmm. Fifth Harmony, if you remember Camila Mm -hmm. Cabello from the great Fifth Harmony, that Mm -hmm. sampled a fastball song. Oh, Uh, wow. It was great. It was was fine. And now he has pivoted, Machine Gun has, Mm -hmm. to being a kind of a pop punk emo kind of a guy. Oh, interesting. Very skinny, a lot of tattoos, Mm kind of like like a Pete Davidson type, I would say. Okay, MGK. Okay. You never heard MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. No, no. I mean, there's there's so much music out there that I just don't know, as we know from doing these episodes every damn week. Well, For this someone is who new cared music. a lot about music, I had a very, very specific lens yeah, uh, yeah. and purview of music that I cared about. This Tunnel small vision. with blinders on. Mm-hmm. Tunnel vision, I would use. But I care deeply about that music. <laughs> you care deeply about Britpop. Yes. <laughs> In a way that few... Well, a lot of people like I it. I mean, to be fair, my parents were, my mom is a huge, huge, huge Beatles fan. And my dad was a huge Rolling Stones and the Who fan. So it makes sense. Like, that's mm. what I grew up listening to. Uh, you heard my chair. Rachel, my chair makes a lot of noise. And Rich has been complaining about it to me uh, off off air. I know. I'm sorry to all the, the broomheads out there. Um, what does your shirt say on it? Rockaway Beach. Rockaway Beach. Aww. It's a sweatshirt from my hometown, Rockaway Beach, where everyone voted for Trump. How you doing, Rach? I'm doing all right, pal. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Thanksgiving was fine. We did it. At the- Have we had an episode since then yet? No. No, no. Because okay. Thanksgiving was literally less than a week ago. Since oh, yeah. it's it Wednesday like, night we're recording. God, yeah, it feels it, like it, lifetimes ago. <laughs> I don't have lifetimes, but it feels of quite like quite a long time ago. It was very nice. We just had uh we stayed in the home, my my wife and my son and myself. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we had turkey dinner. We made a turkey. Adrian my we Adrian made a turkey. I made mm-hmm. mashed potatoes. We mm-hmm. didn't do very much. We didn't do like a whole smorgasbord, you know. We got a small apartment, mm-hmm. so it's hard. Yeah, we did um we didn't do a ton for the meal. We did uh, two turkey. So we had turkey breasts. So we had two halves of the breasts, and I did them two different ways so I could compare what was better. And mm. the buttermilk brined was much tastier than the non-brined herb roasted one. Yes. I got to say. Um, and then we made, like, we did all our desserts that day as well. So we just did everything from, like, between 12 and 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Watch the parade, which was... Good and sad. Um, I am, you know, handling this year pretty well, but I got to say, like, my crying trigger is, like, very low right now. Like, there's a low bar to, like, hit for me to cry about anything. And, like, I was crying all through the parade because I was Mm. just like, oh, my God, New York, it's so sad. So every, this time, around this time, every year, the Mm -hmm. Hold Steady, which who is, 
I don't want to say they're my favorite band, but they're a band that I uh, I love with all you my You like heart. them a lot. I know that about you. They are just a band that mean a lot to me. And every year, this weekend of every year, they do four nights at the Brooklyn Bowl. <clears throat> Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. This would have this would have been the fifth year. I've gone every mm-hmm. year to varying number of nights, no less than two. Uh, and, and one particular year, I went all four. And mm-hmm. prior to the pandemic, I went to three last year and I was like, you know, next year I'm going to do all four. I was looking very, very, very forward to it because it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like a it's like a rebirth kind of a thing. We all meet. We see our old friends that we haven't seen in a while. Friends Mm -hmm. that we just know from the shows, this kind of thing. And it's a, it's it's, a tradition. It is a tradition that I hold so dear and I love it. And I post about it every year. Obviously, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. happening. They are doing three nights from Brooklyn bowl on streaming. So Mm -hmm. I will watch them all. And I know that I will starts tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I am quite confident that I will Mm -hmm. sob Mm -hmm. tomorrow. That will be, I am planning for it. I am trying to recreate the the atmosphere as best I can at home. I'm going to get on Zoom Mm -hmm. with some friends that I go to the shows with. I'm going to get beers and and I'm going to sob through Constructive Summer. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am... I don't know about you, but I know you also are a fan of Great British Bake Off. Um, And I normally can get a little teary-eyed at the end of episodes when people leave, but I sobbed through, like, most of this season when people left at the end. (laughs) I'll tell you this. Do you know that this season has not been well-received from from the the fans, the audience? Really? Why? Because it is felt by many people and I'm not going to say myself included, but kind of myself included, that the three finalists were nowhere near close to the best bakers on the show. And that the, mm-hmm. the idea that that no pa- that past performance just doesn't count is mm-hmm. hurting the show because they said they were saying like Lottie, Hermine, especially mm-hmm. should have been in that final three and mm-hmm. that um the winner was pretty weak. And then the other thing I've been seeing a lot of everybody saying, all right, it's been long enough. Let's get them in a climate controlled space because it is so <laughs> stupid. And I agree. So it is stupid dumb. that that is what is affecting it's their dumb. desserts. And they got to stop filming this in the summer. I saw someone saying like, can we start a GoFundMe for like them to get air conditioning? Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like bad enough that they give them so little time to like do these things, but then to like add in this extra thing that would not happen if you, it, so yeah. it doesn't, it's not even that you can put your best foot forward. However, it is a warm, lovely, lovely show that I am not complaining about, but yeah. I do think yeah. I did not really. I mean, ha- I was, I was very shocked that Dave made it all the way through because he didn't seem like that impressive in the beginning, but he did show a lot of improvement. They weren't wrong on that. And he did a lot of things right. And like, Armin and Lottie were like, you know, some of the last people to go and they had bad weeks and it's like, bad it's weeks, sad, yes. but but that's like how a weekly competition show is. Like, it does, but on a lot of those shows, past performance does play into it. And to be yeah. fair, Lottie, they did have bad weeks the weeks they went home. Laura had a bad week every single week and always just squeaked by. And of the finalists, Dave is not the one that anybody was complaining about. It was Laura and the one guy who won. Peter. Peter, Peter, who I kind of thought was sweet. I mean, I thought Can Peter I was going to win from the get-go because Peter? he was... 
he was so young, but he did a lot of very impressive things early on. He just had, he wasn't exciting to me. And like Mm-mm. Laura, I actually really liked a lot. I um, liked her as a person. I was rooting for her. Yeah. I think the thing that kept her going was that she had amazing flavors every time. And like, yeah, but so she we fell can't, apart every week. We can't, we can't try that stuff. Like we only no, see what true. they look like. So we don't know what they're tasting. So that's when they, true. I assume that she stayed because her flavors were so much better than everyone else's. Well, she also was like falling apart, but there would be someone who'd fall apart like a little bit more. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have the same criticism, but I've noticed, I noticed the criticisms Mm -hmm. were really flying, but this isn't a great British pickup. (laughs) No, it is not. It is not. And sorry for the spoilers. We'll put a note in the show thing about that. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. What if people don't know? Sorry, guys. We'll put a thing in the show notes. But we're not here to talk about the Great British Bake Off. No, sorry, Bob, we are not. We're not here to talk about Lottie and Hermine and Peter and Paul and Hollywood. Mark e and Mark, Mark G. G. Oh, I loved the Marks. I did have a good big soft spot mm-hmm. for the Marks. And I love when we find out who's friends. Like we found yes. out like Lottie and But then and you Mark always find friends. out who doesn't want to hang out with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Who is the introvert of the gang? <laughs> Speaking of, though, before we get off Bake Off, to starting tomorrow, the holiday Bake Off is going to be on. <gasps> Ooh, I'm excited Which, to watch that. Yeah, those are fun, but it's um, it's just like three people and they like do it. I don't even remember. Yeah, them. it's not, I don't like them as much as the show, no, but it's no, still no. something to watch. But, Honestly, I haven't been watching um, much great TV lately. I've been watching Degrassi when we record episodes and some Christmas movies. And a British drama about human trafficking. Oh, God. Fucking. <laughs> not even going to get Let's into not even it. go there. Yeah. Okay, so what are we up to, We're not to, political Pat? anymore, everybody. We just, we've decided we're not political <laughs> anymore. Lots of uh, people coming at us for our politics. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the Great British Bake Off. Or all of those great characters from that show. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation. Of course, today we're here to talk about episode number 617. It's the 117th episode of Degrassi, the next generation. But because of all the two parts, this one is the 94th episode of Degrassi, the next generation. And is it our 99th episode? Wait, it's only 94th episode? Yeah. It's the 117th episode. But, it's but have we done enough bonus? So this should be our 99th, because I think that the the end is our 100th. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Let me double check really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So this is our 99th. Wow. Our 99th. So next week, season finale two-parter will be the 100th episode of Degrassi, yeah! the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. What are we going to do to celebrate? Um, Drink champagne? Okay. Sounds good to me. This what ep- else? I feel like we should do something else to to mark this special occasion. Special occasion cake. When I used to work at a restaurant, there was one of the desserts was called the special occasion cake. And it just meant it was like a small <laughs> cake that you would like, you could write something on. <laughs> what restaurant did you work at? Kennedy's on the Bay, Breezy Point, New York, 1169377. Um... The episode is called Sunglasses at Night. Sunglasses at Night is a Corey Hart song, and oh, is it ever. Rachel! What? One of the famous Corys of the 80s. Yeah, true. What is your favorite Corey Hart song? Um, Does Corey Hart have any other songs that I should know? 
No, he doesn't. He just has this one song. Of course, many other songs, but none that you would know. <laughs> Don't switch the plan on the guy. It says, whoa. That's the best part of the song. I should that say is the that. best part of the song, Rachel, hands what's down. your favorite part? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's my favorite part. Yeah. That's the best part. That song. Is- I can't do it as well as you did. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been mm-hmm, practicing. Mm-hmm. I've been practicing. I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night. When I was on the Chris Jericho cruise, mm-hmm. and Fozzie, his band, would perform on the Chris Jericho cruise, and they'd have to suffer through that. And uh, he brought up a, another wrestler, Marco Stunt, who's a diminutive wrestler. He's like barely five feet tall, very skinny, mm-hmm. very small, sinewy man. Um, mm-hmm. And he sang Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart. Everyone was like, oh, my God, that was great. And then the next night, Fozzie was playing again. And he was like, you're never going to believe we're going to bring Marco Stunt up here again. And we're like, oh, great. Marco's going to sing sing another song. And uh, he sang Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart a second time. <laughs> and everybody was like, <laughs> well, we heard this. Why would you do this? This is for all you uh, Marks out there. That's a little story mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. He was good. He sang it pretty good. So what are you going to do? That's good. That's good. So we're going with Sunglasses at Night. Yeah, because that's the only one we know. It's a great 80s song. Um, I don't really understand what it has to do with this episode, though. Can I ask you this? Can I switch the question up for you, Rachel? Rachel, since you brought it up, you brought this up. Yes. And it gave me an idea. Uh Uh-huh. Who is your favorite 80s, Corey? There's, there we got. We got Corey Hart. We got Corey Haim. Yeah. We got Corey mm-hmm. Feldman. Those are probably the three, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Corey probably. Lewandowski, the famous Donald Trump's uh, <laughs> campaign manager. He's not an 80s Corey, but he's a famous Corey. Corey Lewandowski. Um, Boy Meets World was on in the 90s, Ooh. but that Corey was born in the 80s. So does mm-hmm. that count for something? Yeah, but his, his that's only his character's name is Corey. That's only his character's name, not his a real name. Is Do you ben. know many Corys? Uh, a, a very good friend of mine is named Corey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Corey Scagliola. <laughs> so my dad was a pediatrician, and um, he would see Dentist. name trends. You know when when he would you know work with babies and small children so he would see the trends in the name as a dentist. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he would as see a dentist, the, the trends yeah. in the names, and after. Um, Step by Step came out. There uh, were a shitload of Cody's. Yes. Because Lots Cody. of Cody's. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. Cody as a name? I haven't met a Cody in a very long time. Cody Rhodes. I see all the time. The famous wrestler. I used to mm-hmm. think that Shannon, what's his name? Who played Cody? Shannon, Shannon Hoon. It's not Shannon Hoon. <laughs> That's um, who I was thinking of too. I was like, Shannon Hoon. The great, God bless, <laughs> RIP. But the guy who played Cody might be dead too. I thought that like he was uh, abusive to his wife. And I used to always oh. like bring it. No, he wasn't. Adrian was like, That's not true. Okay. You like made that up. <laughs> so wh- who are you going with? Haim, Feldman, um, or Hart? Or Lewandowski. I forgot. Corey Lewandowski is in play. <laughs> he was alive in the 80s. I think I'm going to go with Feldman. Yeah, you like Feld- Feldman? I don't have any particular reasoning. I just like feel like I saw him the most. Yeah. Um, who's yeah. your favorite Corey? I mean, those the poor Corys, man. Those stories are sad and... You know, oh my god, I, they like they were cursed with a bad name and not because of the name, just because of all the things that happened to the Corys. <laughs> You know, the whole thing with, 
I don't even going to get into this. I was I was about to get very deep in the whole like Hollywood pedophile ring of the that Corey Feldman insists is real and happened to all of those uh, kids. Which, and I believe it. I mean, I have no reason not to believe yeah. it. And that it happened to Corey Haim, and that's why he ended up so fucked up. It's just a terrible story. But uh, Corey, I'll say Haim. You said Feldman. I'll say yeah. Haim. Is Hart doing okay? I think so. I think so. I was looking up him up a little bit today, and he seems to have like a, like I think he might have produced Celine Dion or something. So I mean, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. Canadian. He's a Canuck. Okay. So he's good. So, you know, Corey's gonna Corey. That's what they do. Corey's gonna Corey, as they always say. You know what? Uh, I also saw in the late '90s. I saw the Cores. Mm, once mm-hmm. they opened for the rolling stones mm. the one time i've seen the rolling stones live what was the big cores song they had a one song do you remember it i don't even know oh, i'm not sure man. it doesn't matter let's go here we go <laughs> the song the chorus song was come on leave me breathless oh yeah oh yeah come on leave me breathless that's a pretty good song it is actually you know i forgot about that we're recording this on December 2nd. We are full into the holiday season where you'll hear a lot of holiday songs, but don't also forget that every day in December, if you want to if you want to have a fruitful 2021, you will you have to listen to A Long December by the Counting Crows at least <laughs> at least once a day and that means it's like that means the, the fertile ground. Like you, you're a farmer. You got to do, mm-hmm. then the seeds will grow. You just have long December. <laughs> Wish you would. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm not, I'm making fun of it, but that's oh, it. I love man. that song. So 617. 617. Sunglasses at Is a Marco episode. Marco, it is so good to see you playing the poker so much. Are you in the hole? You need to steal $600 from my wallet. Not just a Marco episode, but a Mr. Del Rossi episode. Uh, Come over here. You want to have your mother's a cannelloni. I like how they couldn't pay Marco's mom to be in it, but they could pay Marco's dad well, to be in only, it. They're like, we don't need both of them. They only got $20. <laughs> so either they could split it $10 a piece or they just, or one gets 20, you know? So, Do you think that he got a day rate? I feel like he was in a few scenes there. He's on over five. So he probably gets at least a hundred dollars. Okay. I would say. <laughs> hey, Marco, come over here. You ever see your mother's a cooking? She's at the bingo. All the stereotypes. All the stereotypes. She's a bingo. He plays the ponies. <laughs> Me and Uncle Louie. <laughs> Uncle Louie is mentioned like seven times in this episode. There's a lot about Uncle Louie. This is an episode that is not have a lot going on, but it's also one of those classic Degrassi's where uh, something somebody does once turns into a full fledged addiction within the end of by the end of the twenty two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> And this time it's gambling. Apparently Marco like lives with Dylan and doesn't go to see anyone ever or ever leave the house. And now Dylan is gone. He's in Switzerland. Although Spinner keeps thinking it's Sweden, which I Um, have definitely said Sweden on the podcast (laughs) as well. I felt, I felt Spinner's pain on that. I was like, which one? I forget which one it is too. His Swister mister. Um, Yeah. His Swister mister. Um, so 
apparently since he's left, all Marco can do is play online poker and work part time at the T-shirt shop now. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very and much. And he has got good marks, so that's good. <clears throat> good marks? Marks. Oh, his marks. Oh, at school. His marks. Yeah. You know school. what I notice? The, they always say essay. I have to write an essay. But when I was in school, we called it a paper. Is that a, is that a oh. division between? What did you call it? I don't know, actually. I think I use both interchangeably. I don't think I said but essay I... after high school. But I never played online poker. This was when poker was like real hot. It was a hot ticket. Yeah. I know people who did it as a job at this time period when I was in college. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know anybody like that, but I know it used to be on TV. The World Series of Poker. You could watch it. I used to watch it sometimes, even though I had no idea how the game worked, but I still don't. Yeah. I also realized like I've played some forms of poker, but watching this, I was like, what is this kind? I don't know what they're playing. Like I could never make it in a casino. Yeah. No, fuck no. Texas Hold'em they were playing, I believe. Okay. The river and the deluge. I don't know. The cards called something like that. And so, and uh, Mr. Del Rossi's right here at the beginning of the episode in the cold Mm -hmm. open. He's putting in a, a security system, correct? What is he doing? No. He had he had printed posters and things like that. What was he doing? He had printed posters for the t-shirt. Oh, right. Shop. He's a printer, not a he doesn't have a security no. business. <laughs> I was like, have you forgotten Mr. Del Rossi's job entirely? <laughs> so uh Mr. Del Rossi's like, I'm gonna go play the ponies with your uncle Louie, you want to come? And Spinner's like, Yeah, let's go. And Marco's like, No, I can't do anything. And Mr. Del Rossi says, Sometimes you worry me, Marco. This is a life you got to live. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong, Mister. Mister. Del Rossi has just accepted now, Marco, and loves him unabashedly. I guess he still didn't know about him and Dylan, but he did know about him and Dylan. He also didn't see. He didn't. He wasn't like. He was just like whatever about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Marco, you're having the sex with a Dylan in the room. I knew it all along, and so did Uncle Louie. You know, Marco, Dylan is in Switzerland or Sweden, wherever the fuck he is. He's having a sex <laughs> with everybody in every room in all of the whole entire yeah. place. So you got to put a sock on the door and call Tim. So, so Marco's like grand idea to do something exciting is to like take his poker winnings and take him and Spinner to Daytona Beach, where there will be hotties on top of hotties. Well, that Spinner says that, right? Yeah, because he wants to he wants to combat the cold, wet winter yuck with the hot, yes, with dry some summer yum. yum. <laughs> hot, dry summer <laughs> yum would be kind of a funny band name. Yeah, and he said that, my friend, is yum mm. to go to Daytona Beach. Monaco. So they go to oh, so then they're playing online poker. Mm-hmm. Him, Jimmy, and Spinner. Mm-hmm. And then Marco wins like a bunch of money and mm-hmm. they go to the discotheque, right? Yes. And they see Jay there because Jay is always just hovering around where trouble is. They go they're They're at the same place that Paige went on dates with Jesse and Ellie also went on dates with Jesse at, which is the one concert venue oh, right. slash club hangout right. place. But no one is playing music. Um, and Marco is so stoked about it. Yeah, he was pretty excited. Well, no. That comes, oh, is he stoked about it? No, 
Well, he's he's extra excited later. Right. But like he's he's every time he wins money, it's like a little bit of a high for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting into it. He's mm-hmm. getting he's you can see he's got he's got literal uh, dollar signs in his eyes, like a Tex Avery cartoon. Ahuga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco, <laughs> I see you got the dollar signs in your eyes. So what are you doing? Are you playing the poker? Ooh. Before we get too deep into this, the deep. other thing that's part of this A story is the whole Paige Ellie thing, because now we have found out that Ellie does know that Paige is dating Jesse and isn't super cool with it. Um, but it's like a backstory to this main story. A backstory. Why do we need Jesse? <laughs> Why do we need Jesse to stick around? I don't need Jesse anymore. Freshman Jesse. He came, he was perfectly fine. I didn't hate him. Oh, are you watching the show A Teacher on Hulu? No, is it good? No. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's very, very bad. It's very bad. But, you know, it's it's about a, a teacher having sex with a student. But, I mean, is it a bad TV show or is it a bad story? Oh, the show is is hor- horrifically bad. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't watch it. So why uh, did you say that no, so you excited? Oh, are you watching it? Well, that? because it's like... It's like uh, a train wreck. It's very bad. It is like, okay. so I'll, I'll do this very briefly. Broomheads, if you're watching it, you can chime in. Maybe you love it. I don't know. It, it's Kate Mara is the teacher mm-hmm. who I like quite a bit. And then the, t- the student is a hot guy from teen movies. I don't know. I don't know who he is. And, uh, it opens like with a disclaimer. It's like, this has, disturbing scenes of grooming and and if 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 that's triggering for you you shouldn't watch it and then it closes with like a a, a a thing that says if you or anyone you know is having trouble go to this website this whole thing so it's but the show is completely uh making it like what's the word i'm looking for here like it, it, it's like exploiting it to like its sexiest end <laughs> like it can- there's no no way around it it's like i I, it's a week to week hulu show so like there's still two more episodes so i don't know her Mm -hmm. life will uh, fall apart and we'll probably find out terrible things but those like first four episodes it's like there's like a moment where like i I don't want to spoil but like something's gonna happen but you find yourself being like no don't say it like you're not rooting for them but you're like hoping they don't get caught it's like there's no way around it there's this is not the time to be making this show like even if you're like no you know what we're doing this really good thing because we're trying to expose people to that this happens and giving them phone numbers they can call or websites to visit in case but it's like no 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 no. you got hot kate mara and this hot young guy boning in a car lit beautifully and it's like yeah that we know what you got we know what's happening here hey page <laughs> Seriously. See, now that is the way you do it to make it seem unsexy. <laughs> if you want to make a teacher-student relationship seem unsexy, have that goofball with his pretty shell necklace. Hey, seriously, I don't want to lose my job. Go to the Yukon. Yeah, and then have him grow that, like, very sparse Yukon beard. Dude. So sexy. I, you got to watch this show. I mean, it is okay. it is a piece of work. I can't believe. I just, it's so tone deaf for the time. Because, yeah, and again, it could write the ship somewhere down the line, but holy heavens, it got, I was, I feel like I'm, go ahead. 
I was just say I feel like I'm so behind on television. Like I haven't watched that much stuff lately. And then I'll I'll hear something's good. Like I heard the Queen's Gambit is good, and then I heard it was terrible. And I'm like, wait, but which one is it? Like I think it's probably I'm not good. Sure. But the thing that was appealing to me about a teacher is it's only 22 minutes. Oh, okay, that's nice. Anything that's an hour, I'm just like, I'm never going to be able to finish the, this. The thing that I heard about The Queen's Gambit is that it's like a powerful woman written by men, so it's not real accurate or realistic. So and she eats- also like pretty thin women and stuff like that, like kind of not very... Uh, so she spends a lot of time just like eating steak and drinking beer? Mm-hmm, that's what exactly. all of those... That's what happens. It's just like, <laughs> she's just one of the guys! But I know that's mm-hmm. that she's a chess player. She's right the cool girl. <laughs> <clears throat> she doesn't even wear any makeup. Fucking face full of makeup. Anyway. You know, while we're on that topic really quickly, I watched Holiday last night. Yeah, here we go. Broomheads. Holiday is a Netflix Christmas. It's not even a fucking Christmas movie, but it is a movie that mm-hmm. I recommended to Rachel as I was watching it. And then halfway through, I completely turned on the movie and was like, eh, do your worst. Decide for yourself. Take it away. I laughed a lot at it, but my my whole thing that I was going to bring up with that and with all of the Christmas movies and honestly, a lot of other rom-coms and things as well, is that whenever there's a character, a female character who's supposed to be schlubby, like who is, you know, not not wearing any makeup, not like doing her hair, not dressing up. She still has perfectly curled hair in every single time. Like anyone who's like normal has like this great looking hair that they put no effort into yeah well like and it's like that's not normal who people even is who is that character in holiday the um sloan the main girl oh, she's supposed oh, to oh. be like like oh like oh, she's, right. they keep talking about her like not making an effort and she's wearing like sweatpants and things like that but her hair looks perfect in every fucking scene yeah it's fucking dumb. it's like that yeah my hair doesn't look perfect most of the time oh, that's <laughs> like, not true very very rarely does Rachel, it come on your hair is so nice you must be having <laughs> so much sex in the room um i will say that role because usually that role is like the friend character and for like years mm-hmm. it was like always judy greer who's like beautiful so like fuck off yeah fuck off everybody um holiday though yeah it was there were some good jokes in it yeah yeah and we got to work our way through all the Christmas movies, and I feel like I'm behind. It's December second, and I haven't watched that many yet. The happiest season discourse was was fervent this weekend. I'm gonna watch it uh, tonight after this. It was fervent, fervent. I loved this movie, so, but a lot of people do not. And I will say, mm-hmm. the criticisms that everybody has about the movie, I also have. And Adrian and I, as we were watching it, we're sharing them with each other and pausing the movie quite a bit and being like, "This what? This is fucking stupid. But like, overall, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It just taken as a whole, the performances are great. Kristen Stewart is so great. Mm-hmm. Dan Levy is so great. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to be annoyed with it a lot. Okay. But <laughs> I, do. I do think you're going to be annoyed by it a lot. But we were definitely annoyed by it a lot. I say it's like a three- and a half star out of five star movie, maybe even just a three, but somewhere there. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I don't have high expectations for Christmas movies. Well, this is a real movie though. Like this was supposed to be in theaters and the only reason it's on Hulu is because COVID happened and things weren't released. So this is like a movie with a budget and actual Mm -hmm. actors like Mary Steenburgen and like people, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's, it's a real, it's not like a Hallmark movie, although it it has a lot of those trappings even even with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's become such a style 
that it's kind of hard to escape. I would totally agree. Yeah, those movies have really become perme now there's gonna be the like parodies on those like meta versions of those movies. Like I haven't watched a lot of the Hallmark movies this season, but I've been hearing that a lot of them are like commenting on the cheesiness of uh -huh. Hallmark movies. We did uh <clears throat> tape a Christmas waltz with Lacey Chabert. So did I. Um, and we are taping Felice Navi Dad. I heard Felice Navi Dad was pretty bad. I heard that was one of the one of the not good ones. But you know, we're still gonna watch it. Yeah. So, and I might watch Saved by the Bell too. Tis the season to watch stupid movies. <laughs> yes. Hey. Yes. Um, what's did, did we finish talking about Degrassi or no? <laughs> no, we have not. Hotties on hotties. Join us in our pop culture podcast. <laughs> where we just talk about whatever we're watching. <laughs> yeah. That's our next show after we get through all of Degrassi. I really derailed us by bringing up a teacher. If you guys are watching a teacher, please let me know. And if you love it, I need to know why. It is, <laughs> it is so bad. Oh, my God, I love it. Mm -hmm. Also, if there's any show that you're watching right now that you absolutely love, I'd love to hear about it on um, Facebook. Yeah. Post in post in the Facebook group. In the group, or yeah. On... Go over to the group. Yeah. We talked about the happiest season in the group this weekend. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart's hair and her blazers were just like out of this world. I couldn't handle it. Her hair is fantastic. You're gonna watch it, you'll see. Oh yeah. I'm gonna watch it in like an hour. Yeah. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna be like, I can't believe you told me to watch this. <laughs> So what are we up to? The the cold open. <laughs> so Marco's getting addicted to this poker. So they're trying to play. Ellie yells at one point, I'm trying to read Chekhov in here because Ellie cannot exist apart from being a wet blanket all the time. Mm -hmm. Ellie is, in retrospect, like so poorly uh, written and conceived. Executed. Yes. Yeah, she's not bad to begin with, but then there's, I don't know, she has... Uh, a lot of moments that are not great. They just, everything she says is like to pour cold water on everything that's happening all the time. This is the service mm -hmm. that she functions. This is the function that she serves. Wait, what? That's the function that she serves. I, was gonna, I did try to say that's the service that she functions. That's not right. <laughs> that's not, that's correct. not right. That's the opposite. So Marco gets invited to this poker game by Jay to which he goes. They don't know his tell. So he bluffs his way mm -hmm. into winning a whole bunch of money. And then he goes mm -hmm. over to this new discotheque. I guess it's the same discotheque. It's the same, it's the same bar club where you dance while bands are playing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they only have so many sets, so you got to reuse them. Yeah, you never know. They could dress it to make it look like a different place, but probably not. So they're there, and Marco has now invited Paige and Ellie and Spinner to all come. Spinner, because he's on a high, as you were saying, from winning all this money at the mm -hmm. poker game. And now Spinner is not feeling this. He thinks this is going in a bad direction. Mm -hmm. He's got Paige and Ellie there, but then they're all leaving. Paige is not staying because I don't know why. Ellie's not staying because she has an essay, and Spinner's got to mm -hmm. wake up and sell T-shirts. Spinner. Well, Spinner and Jimmy have a test tomorrow. Correct. Correct. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're mm -hmm. paying more attention than I was. And yeah. so I paid some attention. And then Marco was like mad at him for leaving. And then Spinner told Marco he was being a jerk. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think Spinner was a jerk? Uh, I didn't, not necessarily, but I didn't know why he was so concerned. How would you know that because your friend played one poker game and got excited that he won money, that now he's an addict? I mean, he is because it's Degrassi, but how, why would you ever think that? I would never think that. No, no, no. My favorite thing about uh, this whole scene when they're in the club is that Marco is on like a manic high and he's like, I'm mashed potatoes, man. I'm boring. <laughs> and, um, he talks about going to the after hours club and I was like, what is oh, the after right. hours club? That's when, I'd like to know more about that. They, no one wants to go on to the after hours club. Well, the funny thing is, is he wants to go to the after hours club after Paige just got to the first club. Yeah. So what time is it? And he's spending all the money that they won knowing that oh, they yes. have to go play them again tomorrow. Right. The guy said, you have to give us a chance to win our money back tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. yes. So Marco agrees. He takes all the loonies that he won and he mm-hmm. brings it to the the auto mechanic store. <laughs> Is that what you call mm-hmm. it? A car dealership. The auto mechanic store. I'm pretty sure it's just called the mechanic, but yeah. I'm sure. Hey, I work over at the mechanic store. I was like, I don't know the name of um, the mechanic, so I just wrote him down as Mr. Tire. (laughs) No, he had a name. I don't know what it was either, but he had a name. I don't know what it was either. Eugene. Eugene Tire. Eugene Tire. Come on down to Eugene's Tire Store. Mechanics. Mm -hmm. So he goes, and he is less successful this time. Mm -hmm. And he loses a lot of money for, I don't remember if he bluffs or if he just gets outplayed. Well, I also think that the whole thing about not knowing what his tell is, like Spinner is kind of his tell. Because like if Spinner looks nervous. God, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's, yeah. So this guy's like, well, I don't know what your tell is yet. And it's like, and then he looks at Spinner and I'm like, yeah, because Spinner is the tell. Although Spinner's also nervous. He can't see his cards, but he's always nervous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah. I believe Marco puts down two aces, which does seem like that would be good to have. But then the other guy, Jay, had more better cards. Mm-hmm. More you can tell cards. we're real poker aficionados over here at the yeah. deep <laughs> we play a lot of it's poker we play a lot of cards we go, to, we go we go to play the ponies every weekend the only card game i know like the back of my hand is the great euchre do you remember euchre <laughs> kiernan shipka huge fan of is euchre is that true yeah, that's one of the things that I sent you last week before we got on the whole Caligula sex club uh, conversation. Ooh, I must not have read it. <laughs> that was more important. Um, so, yes, loves Euchre. Who doesn't love Euchre? Who doesn't love Euchre? So he Uker? loses all the money, and he, and then what happens? What does he want to do here? Spinner leaves him. So why does Spinner leave? I think Spinner's just uncomfortable about the whole money situation. Oh, because Marco's like, I lost all of our Daytona money. And Spinner's like, it's all right. Forget it. Don't worry about it. I need you to stop playing yeah. poker because he knows about addiction because mm-hmm. he had sex mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Now he's a Christian. Yeah. So Mar- Marco goes home and he sees his father. Hey, Marco, come on in the side. What the, uh, you can't stay away from uh, your mother's food. She made the summer cannelloni. I'm going to go get the uh, summer cannelloni. He does. He goes to get. He gets the cannelloni. And, and in the meantime, Marco steals. Does it now? He steals cash or a card. 
He steals cash. He steals apparently 600 loonies. Why the fuck does this man have 600 loonies on him? That's what I was thinking. Like, I could tell that, like, he pulled cash out of the wallet and it's Canadian dollars, a.k.a. loonies, which look different than our dollars. Um, So I don't know how much it is. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't counting the the numbers on the bills. Um, But you can tell that there is a... Uh, it's a it's a significant stack of, of cash, but six hundred is a lot of cash. But I mean, I guess if he's is he a man who works in cash because he just got oh, paid by actually, Spinner. duh, they set it up at the fucking beginning yeah. of the episode because yeah. he says cash yeah. is king. I don't trust. I don't trust the banks. So yes, he that you know what? <laughs> duh, we answered our own question. I don't trust the banks. Yeah, you yeah. also can tell. Speaking of, you can tell. You can tell how much I look at my phone while I watch these episodes because I hear everything that happens, but I don't know. I'm all <laughs> like, did he take a card or cash? Like I know he took something, but it's always like I never know what the visual is because I'm not watching it. Ah, oh my god! One job, Pat. Yeah, I am not on my phone while I watch this. Luckily, Are at you least. Not? Oh god. No, because I'm too busy taking notes. So. Sometimes I'm taking notes. I think I just have the pen at the ready just in case. Medical. Here, I've got that scene on right now. So I'm like, what's he going to do? They got great kitchen furniture in the Del Rossi's kitchen. Like it's super 70s patterned chairs at the kitchen yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. I would li- I'd like to live in that house. Mostly <clears throat> because of the cannelloni. Give him the cannelloni. I'm going to give it to you. It's so delicious. And you're going to take it home. I want some cannelloni right now. Take it home to your dorm room. And then you put the suck on the door. And then you heat it up. And you let the you let the smell of the food go through the wind, go outside the window. And all the boys are come a lighting up outside of your door to have a sex with you in the room. And they got to put the suck on it. You, this is mm-hmm. what you do, Marco. Here's what you do. You take the cannelloni home to your house. You put it in the oven. And you keep it. You make it. You don't microwave it because the microwave saps all the all of the flavor and the smell out of it. You put it in the oven. You put the oven, and then you take it out of the oven and you put it on a windowsill. And then, like a cartoon bird, all of the boys will come, smell the cannelloni, and they line up at your door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sex all night. You gotta have a lot of socks for the door. Uh, I'm done. That's it. I I've no. <laughs> Just waiting for you to finish. That's uh <laughs> that's my contribution to the show. Mm-hmm. We still have a B story. Nothing happens in the B story. Thank God. No. Um. Um. <clears throat> go ahead. So after he steals the money and they can't play anymore at the. Uh, at the mechanics because Mr. Tire has broken up the game. They Marco decides to sneak in to the t-shirt shop because apparently it's the like, why not just play at your fucking apartment that you could play in? Like he has an Maybe apartment because, because in a home. In because Ellie's reading Chekhov, probably. Ugh, fucking oh, Ellie. Of course. So much Chekhov. Um so he decides to have them play in the t-shirt shop and he doesn't enter the key code in right, I guess, and the police show yeah, up. Yeah, they all get arrested for trespassing. And it does seem as though Marco was about to win that poker hand. <clears throat> yeah, and he would have won that money back. Um, Ellie, and Ellie is like... Spinner shows up, too. You go, you go, and then I'm going to go on an Ellie rant. Okay, Spinner, yeah, yeah, we have an Ellie rant to go on. Um, Spinner shows up, um, and, you know... He's like, I don't even know you anymore, Marco. You're just a part-time employee. (laughs) He doesn't press charges. Did I ever really know you? (laughs) 
It's so dramatic. <laughs> it's a great moment. It's very dramatic. Yeah. That's not what he says, but it's about what you think that he's saying. That's my take I would have away. believed that's what he says because, again, I was probably reading an article about, like, Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, exactly. So I guess like he didn't get like charges pressed against him for trespassing in the store where he's the part-time employee. But um, Mr. Del Rossi is mad with him, and he does come. He's mad with to him. Give him a, a talking to, and Marco blames all of it on Dylan moving to Switzerland because Dylan's his boyfriend, and his dad's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, that's not good enough of a reason to steal six hundred loonies from me." I have a great, and you got to make it up by working at the store. Yeah, this is an important moment because this is the moment where Marco's yeah, yeah. like, "Dad, I'm lost without Dylan. Dylan's my boyfriend." He tells him that Dylan's my boyfriend, and he says, "I don't care about the dealing." He does say, like, people, mm-hmm, he, he says, like, people come and go, Marco. I actually thought this was pretty good advice. He said, people come and mm-hmm. go. You got to be able to jump back on the horse and get a bunch of more socks and have sex in the room. That's what he says. So you mm-hmm. got to find. He also tells uh, Marco, do you think I'm stupid? Yes. Which Mr. Del Rossi is Do not you think stupid. I am a stunad? <clears throat> He's not a stunad. Mm-mm. He's smart. He, he he seems to be very much like Marco. You oh, because he does say like, "Do you hate me or something?" He's like Marco. I never hate you. I love you so much. And then he kisses him on the mouth with tongue, which was weird. And then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, this is strange." So that's how it is in their family, Ferris Bueller. And um, he doesn't do that, but he does say it. It was very much like, "I'm not mad. I'm disappointed." And he's like, if you're any kind of a man, you will come and work at my store and make a copies, make a lot of copies until you pay off my $600. Like, what is he going to do? Make mm-hmm. posters, I guess. Yeah. He's got to print the posters. He's got to print the posters. Hey, you want to make the loonies back? You got to print the posters. I got to make the posters. I got to print it all the time. I'm making the posters and the frames. I also make paper. In the backyard, I got all these trees and I cut them down and I make a paper with them. Mad about you, baby. The show Mad About You. Remember that show? <laughs> I remember Mad About You. Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt. People leave Marco. You have to live your own life. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. With less of an accent, but yeah, that's what he says. He doesn't really have an accent anymore. He does, but it's not. No. It it bordered it bordered on as silly as the one that I do at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, but what was your Ellie comments? I feel like, and this might not be the case because I don't know what years this was. It's actually definitely not, but this is after that. But like they, Ellie is like Rory Gilmore, but with none of the charm at all. Like mm. people have since turned on Rory Gilmore. Like everyone looks back and is like, oh, Rory's the worst, but they can all get fucked because Rory's the best. And, uh, mm-hmm. but like she had all of like the uptightness of Ellie, but also with a sense mm-hmm. of humor and a self-awareness. And I feel like they, mm-hmm. they were trying to, they were like, we need a, a Rory Gilmore kind of character. Let's have it be Ellie. And they just did a bit poor job of executing that. That's all I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Mad about you, baby. Hey. We Shiler stoned over Marco. Mm-hmm. He looked sad. Mm-hmm. He did look sad. 
<sighs> he doesn't have Dylan. He doesn't have any money. He's got to work at the print store. So no loonies. No loonies. He's got good marks, though. Mm-hmm. And barks. Barks? You know what bark starts with? B-story! Friendship Club. Well, I love this B-story because it introduces us to one of my favorite new characters who I feel like we'll, we may never see again, but. Well, I think that we saw her in earlier friendship club iterations, but she didn't but have as much. She to wasn't. Do as she had yeah. Stuff. She wasn't an important character. And that is the luminous Kim. Kim. Mm-hmm. She who sits beside Darcy at friendship club and makes 10 different faces. 10 different reactions to hot Peter interrupting friendship club in about eight seconds. And they are all great faces. They are all very, and they're not scenery chewing faces. She's not trying to pull focus from Darcy and she doesn't, but God damn it. Broomheads. If you haven't go back to uh, episode six seventeen here, right? Six seventeen sunglasses at night, mm-hmm. go to the first scene at friendship club. When hot Peter mm-hmm. interrupts the friendship club and just get an eagle eye on Kim, who makes, I'm not even kidding you, 10 different reactions to this shit happening. And it is so funny. I, I did it. rewatch it on your recommendation, and she does. She does make many faces. It's Eyes great. move, mouth moves. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the thing is, that could border into like hokey. And she's not. Yes. It's, they're all warranted. It's like Hot Peter interrupting Friendship Club to be like, Darcy, my mom needs you. And Kim being like, this fucking guy? She says a lot. Very famous, like, there's a famous story about, uh, I think it's Denzel Washington. I don't know what movie it was. Or no, it. I don't know who it is, but it, it's, oh, no, 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 no. It's Tommy Lee Jones. The, this is the story. Okay. The guy who wrote Men in Black is the same guy who wrote like the Bill and Ted movies. And he says that he had a long monologue for Tommy Lee Jones. Mm -hmm. And he's reading it in the script and he goes up to the writer, Tommy Lee Jones, and he X's out the entire exposition heavy monologue. And he goes, Mm -hmm. and Tommy Lee Jones said to the writer, he goes, I'll just do this with a facial expression. And the writer was like, and he did, and it was better. Like that. And there is also a story about that with Denzel Washington. I don't know what movie it is, but somebody wrote a whole bunch of lines for him. And he was like, I'm just going to do it with a face. It's cool. I can act this. I don't need to say all these words. I can act this. And often people cannot do that. And they try to, and it's just goofy and they look like goofs. Mm -hmm. Kim does this kim is as good an actor as denzel washington and <laughs> you know Tommy i will say that the new york times film critics just ranked the best actors of the last two decades and denzel washington was number he one is. so well, you are saying that kim is. is on par with the best actor of the last two decades absolutely absolutely <laughs> she is she is she killed it i couldn't i i was so happy that i wasn't looking at my phone yeah <laughs> So I got to see I'm happy that. you weren't either. But that's not it for Kim. She, she, does, she does a great job, I got to say, like in this uh, episode. She's very funny. She's back. At, she's back. Couple of 
This is a hot Peter. I hate hot Peter. I still hate hot Peter. And I hate everything about hot Peter dating different women on the show because I just find it boring because he's terrible. And he's like not appealing. There's nothing like funny about him. Like, whereas Jay is very funny. Like. Jay has a certain like sex appeal. This guy has nothing. He is like bland as toast and Mm -hmm. just there's nothing to him. And like. You just don't buy anybody. They're bad with bad boys. We've done this. This guy is just not a bad boy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Darcy's dating him. She's trying to keep it under wraps. She gets pulled out of friendship club. Uh, Hot Peter gives her a necklace that's a key, and he says, this is the key to my heart, and I ralphed. (laughs) And I hate when people say, I threw up in my mouth. I didn't. I actually threw up all over my table. (laughs) <laughs> I was so grossed out. <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, That's man. really it. Then they like meet in secret because she's not supposed to see him. And then Kim catches she says the- sugar and beeswax a lot. Kim none of your- decides she. Yeah, none of your Kim Kim is gonna have to miss majorettes because of uh Ellie, not Ellie. Darcy. Well, Darcy says she's got to go to a grandma's birthday, so she can't go to majorettes, but she's really yeah. going to meet hot Peter on a wood bench in a forest. And, uh, and a just wood so- bench in a forest. <laughs> Unlike other benches in forests. This and one then is a wood bench. They kiss on this wood bench in a forest and Kim just so happens to catch them. Yeah. It, there's a, there's a point where I guess like they're going to threaten now to send Peter to boarding school because he's like secretly meeting up with a girl. And, um, this is the worst thing he's done. This is the worst thing he's done. Not like almost killing someone, (laughs) manslaughtering someone, um, almost manslaughtering someone. He, the man was not slaughtered. He was Um, so, uh, we don't think (laughs) we, no, no, I I don't think he killed him. And that was part of the point. He just like injured him. Um, but like Peter's talking about like there's always something in our way and I was like am I supposed to actually feel bad for I I don't feel bad for them at all like they just it, I'm not invested in this relationship um no I'm not the I was most invested in the fact that Snake wanted to have a conversation about online community moderation and media immersion honestly mm-hmm. that, I thought that was the best part of uh this episode the, the, that and Kim I will say that I just I, 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 We've talked about the season a lot, and it really mm-hmm. comes down to the the emphasis that the, they have placed on a fucking hot Peter. He is the worst. I yeah, feel there's bad. way too much focus on hot Peter, who we still don't like yet. So, like, why? And he's like boring. He's not even like he's like a fun bad guy. He's just boring. he's not. He's so. Bo- and when he is bad, he there's no like glint. You know, like we've mm-hmm. talked about how how can we possibly like Jay? But at least even even in those days, like Jay, there was a glint of like eh, mischief, mischievous, mischievity, mischievousness, mischievousness. And, and Jay's also kind of funny too. Yes, totally. So who are other our other bad boys? It's Jay. It's Sean. Who you know, I've had my issues. Isn't with Sean. real a real bad boy either? I mean, and now it's this guy who's just like this fucking suburban privileged fucking dickhead with a car who I hate. And uh, I, 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 he might be a nice guy, the actor. I'm not, this is not a, 
knock on him. It's a knock on Shiler yeah. and Stone. Jamie, and Jamie Johnston. It's it's a knock on Linda Shiler, Stephen Stone, mm-hmm. even the, mm-hmm. the the vaunted Sud Sutherland. And oh who's the Suds. other one? The other one we talk about all the time. Uh, the great. Who's the other one? Shelly Scarrow. Shelly Scarrow. The great Shelly Scarrow. Mm-hmm. Great Shelly Scarrow. <laughs> oh, Shelly. I do love how Jay just like always shows up when like something <laughs> untoward is happening. He's like, ooh. Like he's got radar for like, ooh, there he's he's gambled once. Let's turn him into a degenerate. Yeah. Like <laughs> just shows up. Yeah. He I made he made Jay. some he made some funny comment about uh, Marco about his being gay. Not like a mean comment, a mean spirited comment, but just like a it was just a entertaining one he did i know what you're talking about i can't remember exactly what he said but at one point spinner marco is lamenting the effect that uh Adil is at uh soccer camp and mm-hmm. he's talking about how he's probably like <laughs> having so much fun and making out with guys and spinner tells him he has an actively gay imagination mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not gonna and he also tells him you can't hermit out in front of your computer but i heard it as herman out and i was like what's her and i had to think what's about a herman it. out yeah. herman kane oh god rest in peace rest in well i don't know he's still tweeting from beyond the grave oh god someone has to delete all of my accounts when i die uh, not me keep going keep tweeting in my name everybody <laughs> Monica, rachel Yes. We love this show, don't we? Mm-hmm. We love it so much. And every week, we get together to talk about it. We do. And every week, we watch these episodes, and we decide mm-hmm. together yes, how much do. they go there. We do. That <clears throat> is something that we do, we yes. We do it on a scale of 1 to 10. It's a patented Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon podcast scale. Go there scale. We call it the, we call it the go there scale mm-hmm. of how much each episode, how much it pushes the envelope, how much it takes it takes it down to soccer town, uh, mm-hmm. how much it climbs the ladder to success on a scale of one to ten. So, Rach, how much do you think episode six seventeen, sunglasses at night, goes there? Not a lot. Because it's not it's not a major episode, but I will say that stealing money from your parents and getting arrested are the things that made it go there a little bit more. The threat of becoming a degenerate gambler. Yeah, the threat. Yeah, I mean, having a gambling addiction within less than twenty two minutes is within the first three times you've ever gambled. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I wrote three question mark four question mark because I was like, does it go there some? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, we're ignored to this is because this, we've seen so is much he a gambling him. addict or is he just like in a bad place for two days i'm not really sure well if you're in a bad place for two days on this show you immediately uh, uh yeah get and an he does he does have a dad who plays the ponies and a mom who plays bingo so maybe he's susceptible to gambling <laughs> that's and what runs they in were. the family that, <laughs> that's what they're trying to imply right. i was like 
It's very weird. It's so funny because Play the Ponies I knew was that, but not until you yeah. just pointed out that they made a point to say bingo was also yeah. them trying to say he has an addictive personality. That's It goes there at 12. That is so stupid and funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there, is that your rating at no, twelve? No, no. There was an arrest there, like uh-huh. you said. There was an arrest. Yeah. There was uh, uh, stealing. I guess stealing money from your parents is like everybody does that. But like, how often did you steal six hundred loonies to bet so that you could? Uh, I never so stole could money gamble. From my parents, but I feel like it's not like that big a deal. But it's your no, parents. No. They're not gonna like press charges. No. But they're going to make you work. You're going to have to work it off and then make so many Um, Mm -hmm. printouts. What did you say? Three, four? Three, four? Yeah, I feel like it's around a four. It just doesn't feel like it goes there that much. But again, yes, these are. He did get arrested. And in in any other show. But they're just, just so corny and goofy that he's like now this like sweat laden gambling addict because he won like. I know two gam- poker hands and it's like i can't take it seriously like make the give me an arc of episodes leading to this i know it's like, terrible let him win at gambling online and then two weeks later have an episode where he starts playing poker with jay and loses money and then the next week like let this play out over a couple of episodes for heaven's sake mm-hmm. chewing it up and yeah. spitting it out no I mean, I feel like they're really grasping at straws for uh, storylines right now. And poker was hot. So it was like, let's give mm-hmm. somebody who's going to get the mm-hmm. poker storyline. Mm-hmm. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can. So I can. So, Pat, yeah. in these episodes, we like to highlight a particular character who really shone in the episode and that we feel very strongly about. Um, for this episode, episode 617, Sunglasses at Night, who is your most valuable Degrassian? K-I-M spells Kim. In in an otherwise uneventful episode with a bunch of shit, the saving grace, the silver lining, the beacon of hope was the one 10-second scene where Kim told so many things with her face and I loved it so much that it saved the episode for me. And then later when she was like, hope your grandma's having a nice birthday, Darcy, or something to that effect. That wasn't <laughs> I exactly was just at that said. scene where like they're on the wooden bench in the, the woods and, the uh, woods, yeah. and she walks up with her dog and she looks disgusted. <laughs> she does have a good face in it. She's great. She's great. Mm-hmm. And in an episode where nothing else was really fueling my fire, I was very excited for Kim. Uh, there are there's like a pantheon of very uh, short tenured cast members who we love. It was um, Jeff Isaacs. Who mm-hmm. was the cra- the girlfriend of, of Sean? Remember who was like a little crazy. We loved her. Sean's girlfriend. Oh, I don't think they were dating. Well, whatever they were, they were like a yeah. thing for a second. Amy, Amy, uh, Ellie's mom. Mm-hmm. These are Mrs. characters. Nash. We love Mrs. Nash. <laughs> Mrs. Nash. Uh, Chester. Classic Chester, Chester, of course. Tim. Tim. Uh, but Tim stole my heart and soul. But uh, <laughs> add Kim to the list of great one and dones or two and dones or Adams, even three and dones. Adams also. Adams Peters. <laughs> Adams Peters. Adams Peters. 
<laughs> some great characters. And I, I, I put Kim oh, I put Kim at the top of that list for that one scene. Broomheads, go back and do yourself a favor and watch that scene. Mm-hmm. Some fun mm-hmm. stuff. How about you, Rach? Who's your uh, MVD? So I thought that Marco did a lot of great things this episode. I mean, he he learned the lesson in the episode, I guess. I don't know if he really learned a lesson by the end, but I really appreciated his uh, acting in his section. He was very all over the place, which I felt was very accurate for someone with a brief gambling addiction. <laughs> Going through an addiction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I actually felt like this was the, the one chance I'm going to get to give it to Mr. Del Rossi. And I really loved Mr. Del Rossi being in this episode because he is such a caricature, but then also such a great dad. Um, He was a very good dad in this episode. Yeah. And I felt like he was the one who was like, Marco, like you got to live your life. You can't just stay at home and hermit or Herman. You can't hermit out. (laughs) You can't hermit out at home because you have to live your life. And of course I knew you were with Dylan. Duh. Do you think it was a duh? I wasn't sure. I think it was a duh. I think it was a duh. It was like a whatever. Broomheads, let us know. Do you think it was a duh? I wasn't sure if it was a duh. Okay. But it might, are you, I listen, I don't know. I think you, I gotta say, like, I know I don't do the, the MVOs anymore and I'm not going to do an MVO, but I just keep noticing that every time that Darcy's in a scene, she has her hands in her shirts like this and her coats. She Does really she, has them tucked in. Yeah. You can't, the broomheads can't see what you're doing there. But if you go wise, go watch uh, six seventeen, and you'll realize you never see all of Darcy's hands. You only see her the ends of her fingers. Does she have the thing where she has the thumb hole? No, because this was pre thumb holes. Mm. This was before they had thumb holes. She would be a a big advocate of the thumb hole. I think. I gotta be honest. I was. I like the thumb hole thing, but like it is pretty dumb. I also don't actually find it that comfortable because I think that sometimes it pulls on my thumb a little bit. Why would what was the be the point of the th- is it it's like a very like just meek thing. Wear gloves. I don't know. Like I don't think it was for your gloves. sleeve should should stay long enough without having to put them over your hands. I don't like things over my hands. No, I'm a big roller upper of sleeves to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's our episode. Yeah. We did it. Another one down. And Broomheads and Dope Monkeys. Next week is episode 100. What should we do to celebrate? Because another one. Mr. Del Rossi's uh, mustache is good competition for uh, Freddie Mercury's. His mustache was pretty good. I got to say goodnight to my son. (laughs) Okay. Oh, here he is. Here he is. Say hello, broomheads. Hello, broomheads. Say hello, dope monkeys. Hello, dope monkeys. Do you know who that is? Rachel. (laughs) I'm going to have a baby. (laughs) You're going to have a baby? Yeah. (laughs) Just you. Are you going to have a baby sister? Yeah. Yeah, are you excited? Yeah. What do you want to name her? Jofus. <laughs> you want to name yourself you say- Jofus? Jofus. <laughs> All right. You think that's a good girl's name, Jofus? Yeah. Say, see you later, dope monkeys. <laughs> see you later, dope monkeys. <laughs> we got some new patron. A new pa- new patron. 
We oh. do. Max, what do we got? A new Patreon? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Max is also into the new Patreon. So we have a new patron, Marissa. Oh, Hi Marissa. and welcome, Marissa. Welcome. Come on into the room. You're going to have a, such a good time here. We're going to have a, so much fun. You're going to have to put a sock on the door. Because of the fun. Not That's not them playing anything. It's just the same. They have so much fun. You don't want anybody to come in. It's just because you're having fun. Um, yeah. So welcome, Maritza. Uh, if you enjoy our show and you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash deemp. You can find us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. And on Facebook, you can find both our page, which is uh, facebook.com slash deem podcast, or you can search for the Facebook group where there's a lot of great conversations happening with us and with all the dope monkeys and broomheads out there. The best and that, fans on earth. The best fans on earth. We are so lucky. I, uh, I remember that every day. Contemporaries. We are so and lucky. We love them deeply. Yes. The Facebook group is the the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast Dope Monkeys and Broomheads. Yes. It is a private group, so you have to search for it. Um, Get in here. You can write us an email if you want to chat with us at everyepisodever at gmail.com. And if you like the show, be sure to rate and review on uh, iTunes. Yeah. And let us know if that Spotify thing's got, you, got us as your favorite podcast. That'll be great. Tell us. Yes. Please tell us. We're so happy to have you back. We're, it's, it's the holiday season. Let's do it. We're going to do it's the season the finale holiday next season. Week. season. And a dickery duck. And a how do you do? And yeah, we're going to celebrate 100 episodes next week. Tell us what we should do. Mm-hmm. Please. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye.